Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Hello! Welcome to Monsters University, episode 23, our penultimate episode, hopefully. Thank you for waiting for us. Sorry, we're a little bit late. We had every possible technical difficulty, but we are here now, and it's all happening. So let's introduce our players. Let's start over here with Violet. Hi, I'm Violet October, and I'm playing Lily the Succubus. Is it me? I can't see the screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm Cassie. I play everyone's favorite gelatinous cube, Kimmy Puddin' Pop. And I'm dead now, too. <laughs> but I'm dead and a gelatinous cube. So hot. So hot. Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, and I get to play Kate uh, Bender stone and i was dead the whole time i'm a zombie you were dead before it was cool being dead is always cool speaking <laughs> of who else is dead ricky hey i'm ricky sex frills and i play chasworth i am a reanimated prep I am Dominic Delirium, and I play Evelyn Lycandra, the friendly werewolf. Hmm, still alive. Not for long. Still alive. <laughs> Soon to join us. For now. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. So this is Monsters University. It's a homebrew D&D-style D10 system game that uh, we're just having fun role-playing in. And it's definitely an 18-plus game. We're going to get weird tonight. So if you're too young, close out of this right now. Okay, so last time, oh, I almost forgot the evil laugh. Now we can begin. So last time we got equipped, we went to the Brim Seekers and we got ready to combat the end of the world, the hell plane clashing with Monsters University. So we got sexy fresh outfits, of course, and some very cool spy gear and some intel. We got the location of Ilmenia Yagar, the evil witch's mage tower, which was once a part of Castle Navaria. Um, and this is where Ishtal and Sarana, our two gargoyles, were created. So we tracked it down. We made it there. We traveled through the forest. We got abducted by aliens. There was a crazy insectoid alien that Kimmy enjoyed playing with. And the crew brought you right to the tower. So we entered the tower, we met David and his tank of little hopeful humans, um, and they're trying to craft themselves bodies from the magic from Ilmenia Yagar's old tower. So when we left off, P, Jared, and Kimmy were stuck talking to David downstairs, while upstairs the others searched the area. So we zoom in on the tower. Let me change the music. This is not spooky enough. So the tower is old and dusty, but it was once clearly really nice. There's like rotted velvet and you can smell like the old paper of old books. Um, there's ancient tomes lining all of the walls. There's peeling gold uh, features on every area. 
And uh, you all look through Evelyn's magnifying glass and reveal, in addition to the like vast amount of magical knowledge here, a secondary level of secret magical information. On the back of every piece of paper, there's scribbled another incantation or spell. And these um, secret magical writings are of more powerful magic than you've ever seen at Monsters. Some of these are illegal, criminalized now. So, you all search the tower for clues. Spooky music. <laughs> so, we move to, let's start with Bender and Sarah. You're searching an area of the tower. It looks like it was Ilminia's desk at one point. Um, and coming up beside you, Ishtal and Zorana um, are looking at the side of the desk and they're like, hey, there's something back here. Have you checked? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Let's go check that now. Yeah, it, it's behind the bricks. And uh, Ishtal is like gently trying to pull one of the bricks free. He's having a lot of difficulty with it. I'm gonna try to pull it. Okay. Give me a fight roll. A 14. You try and pull it and the brick is just not working itself free. And Zorana is like, what are you all doing? This place is a dump anyway. This is never gonna go back to Castle Navaria. And he just reaches over and punches a hole in the wall. You can see the like um, little cracks in his fist get a little bit deeper as he breaks the stones. And behind it, you can see a safe. Hey, good punch. Yeah, you know, we're made of the same stuff. Um, does the safe look like a regular safe? Does, does it seem like a combination or a It key? looks old, but it's one of those like combination safes with a big wheel you have to turn. Um, like the, you know, 1950s ones. I'm gonna call out, hey, I think I found something. Okay, you all come close and you see this safe embedded into the wall. Um, it looks like the combo on the front is three digits. Hmm. So maybe we should all sp split up and look for uh, three digits somewhere. I'm gonna put in zero, six, nine. <laughs> you put it in the magical number and you pull on the handle. Not yet. Unfortunately, that wasn't the intent. I thought it would be for sure. Evelyn, you are searching the room with your little magical um, magnifying glass with your Velma costume on. Uh, are you coming over to the safe to check it out? <clears throat> Yes, yes. Okay, so you pull up the magnifying glass and you see on the safe written in the like magical notation, the day we met. 
Um, wait, it says the day we met, or it is a date? No, it looks like it's maybe a clue to the combination. It just says, written on the safe, the day we met. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I tell everyone I see, and then I say, do you think this is when um, Mildier met, um, god dang it, what's her name? <laughs> the other lady? And Mistress Taliba. Yeah, headmistress Taliba, there you go. <laughs> Maybe we can find something in the, the journal writings. Yeah, Chaz, you remember, you have um, headmistress Taliba's oldest journal. You grabbed it from her office before we headed here. And Lily, you and the professor are searching around through the stacks of books in one of the bookshelves. And you see a series, it's a bunch of journals. You move back, they seem older, more yellowed. You grab one of the oldest ones. It's uh, Ilmenia Yigar's private journals. So you and Chaz could corroborate with these. Okay, yeah, I'm down to find like early meeting days. See if there's like dates on the top of the entries. Okay, so can I get a flight or a flirt roll from both Chaz and Lily? You're reading these journals. Um, <clears throat> they each are like so obsessed with each other. Every other passage is about, you know, Lava or like uh, Miss Taliba. And um, they're talking about their goals. They're like meeting each other as young monsters. Chaz, you are reading um, Headmistress Taliba's journal. And it's a little confusing because half the time she's writing in like pictographs in ancient Egyptian and half the time it's in English. But you get a lot of the information. You can't quite find a date here, but you can see there's a date after and a date a few days before. So you have a few combinations you can try. Um, it looks like Headmistress Taliba, though, does her dates in Egyptian um, dating. So each one of them is a three digit number and they all start at um, a different date than the BC date. Can't remember exactly what it is. Um, you see them talking about a big fight that they had almost as soon as they met. Headmistress Taliba is talking about something. This word's in Egyptian. But she says her power of something makes Baba scared. Okay, Lily, you are reading Bobby, Baba Yagar's journal. And you can read both of the languages that this is written in, like an ancient European text mixed with like uh, uh, old English. It's a little tedious, but you can make it all out. And it says, Taliba doesn't want to give it to me. They're arguing about this constantly, um, but you can find the date that they met. It says, 864 for the date. I very much would like to take the little journal with me over and try that. Okay. You spin the wheel, you turn it to an eight, six, four, and suddenly the safe creaks open. 
you see inside stacks and stacks of money in different denominations from different countries, um, just like an insane amount of gold, uh, paper money. And then in the back, there's a little box. It's like a paper box and it's full of photos. You pull these out, um, Bender, you were right by the safe. So you grab the box and pull open the lid and it's pictures of Ilmenie and Headmistress Taliba. They're young. Headmistress Taliba's mummy wraps are a little less yellowed. Um, you see uh, one that is labeled just Baba underneath. And there's a figure standing in uh, a doorway. And you can see below the house, there's nothing. There's these little legs on the house, almost like chicken legs. And the figure in the doorway has a hood pulled up over their head, but they have like long black hair streaked with gray underneath. This must be Omenia Yagar. Pass the photos around so everyone can see them. There's a few more of the two of them together. They're laughing, they're fighting. It seems like a tumultuous relationship, but it's clear that they mean a lot to each other. Lily, can I have you roll me a flirt roll as you're looking at these photos? Ooh, only a 10. You think maybe it might be a good idea to look at the newer journals to see like if they're fighting about the same thing. Maybe you can get some more details about it, but you didn't get anything else from the old one. Now I'll definitely move on to looking at some of the newer ones. Okay. You hop onto Professor Ayard's lap, and he's a step ahead of you, already rifling through the pages of one of the newer journals. It looks like Baba and Taliba have been fighting about it again. Taliba says the knowledge is forbidden, and Baba says that's crap. She has it, and the rest of the world deserves to make that choice for themselves. It looks like Baba's feeling like she's not useful to Taliba without this magic. You're still not quite sure what it is, though. And that's what the professor found? Yeah, that's what he's reading in the newest ones. Mm. It looks like a few days before Baba went missing, before the house was empty, Castle Navaria was abandoned. It looks like they had another big blowout fight about this. And Baba left saying that she would find the magic for herself. If anyone's around, I probably like would be reading this out loud. Okay, so Evelyn and Bender, the two of you are listening to this story of Ilmeni and uh, Headmistress Taliba and their relationship and this magic that they're fighting about. And you're looking around the room 
at a huge catalog of Baba, Baba Yagar's magic. And you find, well, I should have you both roll for it. A flight or a flirt? A flirt if you're looking for info on the relationship, and a flight if you are looking for info on the magic. Okay, so Bender, you pick up a spell. This one looks different. It looks more powerful, maybe even a touch of demonic magic in it. Uh, it looks special, but you're not quite sure what it does. You're going to have to consult with somebody on that. Um, Evelyn, you find... Hmm. You're looking for a spell, but you are distracted by a smell. You notice something sulfurous almost, and you remember that smell when Carnilla burned her little weed into your soul, that like sulfuric hellfire and brimstone smell, and it's really similar. So you're sniffing around trying to figure out what that is. Um, do you have to roll again to see if I'm successful in like following it? You are successful in following the trail, but it will take you a minute to figure out exactly where in this room it is. There's lots of little okay. drawers and compartments and stuff, so you are sitting at her desk right now, tearing open the drawers and trying to figure out where it is. Okay. So, Bender, you've got this magical and evil spell in your hand. Uh this seems to be hell-related. Lily, do you recognize this? Or anything like this? What was it? A spell. You take a look at the spell. It seems kind of demonic. It resonates with you. You see the summoning circle. You see... Wait. That can't possibly be. Almost a little image of Carnilla inside the middle of the summoning circle. Don't I have that guide thing with me? You do. You can Are these it. similar? They're very similar. It looks like no, this no. wouldn't do a full summoning, but this would summon one of Carnilla's holograms. I would tell everyone that and ask if that's what we want to do. You're looking at the spell and there's little notes on it handwritten by Baba. It looks like this is what she's done as well. Do you want to meet her? Do. Might be the only way to get some answers. Is everybody ready to meet her? I mean, gonna tap the chest button again. She could kill us. We did rob her a little bit. That's true. Some of y'all are already dead, though. Technically, we've robbed almost everyone we've met. So, yeah. like, she's not even special. Lily, you are looking at this spell, and it requires a couple of ingredients that are going to be difficult to source topside here. Um, you're going to need some pieces of sulfur. You're going to need a demon's tooth. You're going to need uh, a powerful piece of magic connected to the thing that you're trying to summon. You I... see in the notes that Baba has used a knife. 
that belonged to Carnilla. It looks like something that she had in her possession already. I would ask the professor if he had access to any of the ingredients and then also am curious about finding that knife. Okay, the professor turns to you and he says, well, of course, we keep all of those things in case we need to communicate with somebody outside, but they're back at the school. We, we could go grab them and it would suck if it we took a long time to grab them. Yes, we'll have to go back and, and get some of these supplies or I don't know. I don't know, I'm afraid what's gonna happen to you all when you touch Carnilla's soul again. She has a claim on each of you. Am I still talking to David? You are. I'm okay. trapped in the conversation. <laughs> no. In this moment, we're gonna... In the meantime, Kimmy and P. Jared have been stuck talking to David downstairs. He has absolutely bored you all with uh, a rundown of his analysis of the latest alien species that have come to visit Earth and the politics of international galaxies over here. Well, you have to ask yourself if these guys are really truly coming to Earth because they want to make it better, or are they coming here to exploit people? And if so, the people of Earth need to be ready. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, listen, I've, I think I've got a phone call coming in. Boop, boop. PJ looks at you and is like, oh, crap. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Tell me more about these newest aliens. Well, okay. Okay, so Kimmy, you were sliding away. Yeah. You, you notice um, David get kind of a weird look on his face. And he looks at P. Jared and he's like, well, wait, why are you asking these questions of me? Y you are, you're a construct. You know that, right? P. Jared is like, what? Don't talk to my man like that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not an insult at all. It's just, I mean, I hope this isn't too uh, friendly of me, but P. Jared, turn around. Look, on the back of his neck right here, that little stamp. Well, that's from the, uh, the facility. Honey, do you know anything about the facility? Um, no, I just, uh, my dad found me wandering around in the woods out here and I didn't know where I was from. I mean, everyone's made by someone, so like, that's not even a big deal, but like, the facility? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, my friend Zog works over there. What, you all don't know Zog? Well, you came out to this zone and you didn't do your research. You have to ask yourself if the monsters of Earth are even ready for a confrontation with the galactic scale. As long as they like weed, I, I, I don't know. 
PJ are just like, wait, can we go to this facility? Oh yeah, if you wandered away from it, it must be around here somewhere. Oh, well, yeah, it's just on the middle of the lake. You know, Monster Island. No, honestly, that makes sense. I should have seen that one coming. Do you want to check it out? Well, uh, you know, not many people go visit Zord. He's a little on the weird side, but, uh, you know, a friendly guy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dead gelatinous cube. Like, it can't be that weird. That's true, that's true. Well, uh, I didn't mean to ruin any surprises for you, P. Jared. Uh, I hope you find what you're looking for there. Yeah, you, it's fine. If, like, what does it change, really? It doesn't. It doesn't change anything. You're fine. <sighs> it might change something when you see Zorg's latest work. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, we should definitely go check it out then. This, uh, I'm sorry, I, I gotta go feed my pets. Um, you're gonna need to go help your friends upstairs, I'm sure. There's a lot of magic in here. Um, I hope you find what you're looking for and, um, you know, say hi to Zork for me. Tell him David sent you. Okay, all right. Thank you, David. Oh yeah, now I'm getting cell service. P. Jared is like, um, Kimmy? What if I'm yeah. an alien? An alien? I mean, I mean... I've never seen someone like me. Well, sure, I mean... But, like, what if you are? Oh. Yeah. What if I am? So what if I am? Exactly! You're still P. Jared. Like, the best actor I've ever seen. And the best boyfriend. All right, so Kimmy and P. Jared, you come upstairs and join the rest of the crew. Um, let's see, where were we? We were checking out the spell, and Evelyn was sniffing through the drawers to try and find something. So... Sarah, <clears throat> she's like, all right, so we know why they broke up, right? They're fighting over some kind of magic. You know, Headmistress Taliba is keeping it. Ilmenier wants it. And I guess she's called Baba. She's got this house with the legs on it. All right, what else do we need to find out? We need to find out where they went. And what this power was, I guess they were so afraid of. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I bet we could figure that out here. Well, hey, I just heard about some guy named Zog. Know some stuff about aliens. I, I don't know if that helped, but, you know, I, I sat down there and talked to David for so long. At least, you know, let it have been for a reason. <laughs> P. Jared says, well, um, David said Zog was very powerful. Maybe he has something that could help us. I don't know, but I kind of feel like we should stop over there. I don't know. Now that we see things out here, I'm sort of recognizing more of the forest. I definitely think I walked through here. Well, that's great. 
That's great. Um, well, shit. Maybe once we start retracing your steps, you'll remember the rest of the way. Okay. In this moment, Evelyn, you pull open a drawer that you have opened three times before. But you notice now in the back, there's a little hidden pocket. And you pull on it, and the whole back of the drawer opens up. And in the back of the drawer, there's this key. It is the, definitely the source of the smell. It's got this like sulfuric, almost um, unpleasant, pungent no, uh, smell. And you pull it out. It's uh, an impractically large, evil-looking key. Um, the, the handle is made of like a skeleton hand that you're almost holding hands with as you're holding the key. And then the tip of the key is made out of these like pointy, I don't know, not human looking um, key teeth. They're sharp and they're in a circle and it doesn't look like any lock that you've ever seen before. Um, I pull it out and I show everyone, I'm like, oh my God, look what I found. I'm like, it smells like Carnilla. Well, that's interesting. Are those demon teeth? Uh, fuck, what kind of a door does this fit? As you're all talking about it, PJ walks a little closer and he says, I don't know, but I feel like I've seen it before. Seen it in hell? No, no, yeah. no. Here. When I was a kid, the door, it's... It's big, it's steel. Where does it lead? I don't know, I, I never saw it open. Only closed, but it smelled like this too. Is this a door that you would want to walk through? Was it locked for a reason? We were never allowed back there. I remember playing in this room and we could see through a window this door and I can see someone in a lab coat. They're walking in. I don't know, but I think Zorg will know more. Maybe we should see what's on the other side of this door. Do you think you could find the door again? Yeah, if we get in the facility, it's right, right, left, and then left is the playroom. On the right, that's that's the door. Yeah, that's, like, really specific. Your memories are coming back. They must be. I don't know. <clears throat> well, that's that's great. It's great. The more we know, the better. Okay. Let's go to Monster Island, and I think we'll find some answers there. Yeah. Good idea. All right. So, with that small technical difficulty, we'll take a two-minute break. We'll be back in, in five minutes.
Okay, so we and our intrepid little group are inside the tower in the forest above Monsters University. And we have just discovered that there is an island in the center of a tiny lake out here in the forest. It's called Monsters Island. And uh, that's where Zorg's Lair is. And probably where P. Jarrett is from. So uh, we have searched the facilities here. We've gotten all the information we can about uh, Ilmenia Yagar and Headmistress Taliba. And uh, unless anybody has anything else to do, we're ready to head out. Okay, so you all wave goodbye to David. He tells you which direction to go towards Zorg's lair. He says it's a 15 minute walk. Hey, you ever find any humans with no brains? Send them up here. <laughs> Bender, I think uh, I think he wants your your recycling. Oh, see, I I have a bunch of jars. I've been I've been saving them. I don't keep the corpses. Okay. So you all head off into the woods. Um, it's a 15 minute trek. It's dark. It's spooky in these woods. You hear a twig snap behind you. Everyone freezes. But then you see a little squirrel running along and it was fine. Um, you don't see any other big animals in the forest. And you all approach this lake. Um, it looks man-made, like a moat almost, around this building. The building is a, like a nondescript government building. It says on the front of it, Monster Lair. Well, I guess, I guess this is it. It was easy. Yeah, I'm surprised you've never heard of this before. Right? Like, I don't know. It seems like a thing. Like, the, they partner with the school or we do like a little science trip or something. Hey, uh, maybe we could start that up, you know? Get a little uh, interdisciplinary action going on. Oh, yeah, we could, like, dissect human fetuses or something. <laughs> Ooh, grim. I bet they do that here. Hell yeah. P. Jared has been walking this whole time. Looks sort of in a daze. And um, he, like, takes the lead as the party moves towards the place. And he walks to the edge of the lake. Looks like there's no path or anything. P. Jared sort of like sits on the edge of the lake. He's like, wait, I remember this. I remember there was a path though. Little stepping stones in the water. Let's check the water. Maybe it's like risen or the rocks have fallen over. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Okay. The tall person was wearing the the lab coat. They always walked over here. P. Jared walks to like a little indent in the, the lake waters. Okay. I don't know. I don't see anything. Is there like a like a button we need to press or something? Maybe. I don't know. 
Okay. You're looking around. Pijarid like crouches down. And suddenly he sees a, a rock. It's got five little tiny indents on it. Each one is like perfectly circular. We lost Dominique. Hopefully they're coming back. Their yeah. power keeps going out, unfortunately. We'll just keep rolling like this. We're in a little bit of wiggly spots. If I, like, start slurping over stuff, can I steal for intentions or something? Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Kimmy, you sort of reach out. Are you going to put this rock inside of you, or are you just trying to feel it right now? No, actually, that's a really smart idea, and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> so you go to pick up this rock, and you put it inside of you, and you can feel the last person who touched it. Unfortunately, the rock starts to dissolve inside of you as well. Oh, no, no. Oh, you, shit. You can see as you reach out and put your your uh, slime into the indents, little fingertips touching it. It looks like there's five almost like suction cup gecko fingertips touching this rock. And as your slime touches all five of the little holes, suddenly you all see in the lake little pebbles rising up and then a big slab rising up and suddenly there's a path across the lake Kimmy you feel like this rock is going to dissolve in about 30 seconds oh I spit it out okay you spit the rock out um, the rock sort of sizzles with acidic um, stuff all over it Yeah. but then the pebbles start to go down the slabs start to go down Uh, anybody else got like, like gecko fingers? Everybody, show me your fingers. No, that's not that's Normal not gecko enough. Fingers in here. No, we gotta find a gecko. Uh, um, can we just like put a titty in and just like let it like fill the area? <laughs> Do we have any tits that are, you know, fat enough? Yeah, who's got That's the biggest tits? Big who's got titties. Who's got the fattest titties? Everyone show me your titties. <laughs> <laughs> you get flashed by all the spooky monsters. Woo! Lily, are you volunteering? Yeah, I was just about to unmute my mic and stay off somewhere. Okay, so you grab the rock and you stick it under your voluptuous boob and the flesh sort of like melds itself into these tiny little cups and as you're holding it against your skin you have to hold it really tight to make sure that they're all touching but there is enough flesh and all of the stone slabs move back up and you can walk into the facility. Incredible. You got one boob out though as you're walking. You did it! Oh, that's fine by me. I feel like at this point... Titties are a normal occurrence here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you cross the stone walkway into the monster lair. Um, it looks like almost a hospital facility. You smell that like medical disinfectant as the like sliding door at the front opens to greet you. There's a reception desk. There's nobody there. You look around. 
the hallways are all uh, fluorescent lit and like a little um, flickering light up in the hallway. Uh, but you don't see anybody. You can smell though, uh, Evelyn, you probably smell this more than anybody else, but underneath the like medical sterile smell, there's a little bit of like maybe a stable horse manure. Smells like shit. <laughs> P. Jared is standing here in a daze. Okay. Left, then right, then right again, and then a left. I've been here before. Where where are you taking us? To the the testing room. That's where we all used to play testing room okay uh, if you want to go there then I want to go there P. Jared starts walking his little wooden feet clip-clopping you can hear it echoing down the hallway it's a little bit of a walk you're listening and you don't hear any noises of humans but every once in a while almost like the call of a bird or a little animal grunt What is that, B. Jared? Is that like a pet? No, no. I hope it's, it's a pet. Monsters. It's the are like like good monsters. What's a good monster? I mean, us. <laughs> I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Um. I guess. I guess it's me. Let's let's keep going. Okay, you walk through the hallways, and you take those two rights, and the last left, and the lights up above, they're not flickering anymore, and they changed from these, like, um, hospital halogens to almost like a daylight lamp. Um, everything is, like, warm-toned, and you look to the right, and there's a big door. Um, inside, you can see through the, the strip of uh, window in the door. You can see almost like a forest indoors. Is that always there? I don't know. I don't remember much more. Okay. Uh, think we should go inside? I think so. I think we got to walk to the end. That's where the office is. Who's in the office? Uh, it must be the, the person wearing the lab coat. Let's keep going. P. Jared reaches out to hold your hand and is looking a little bit scared and trepidatious as you walk through this area. You open the doors and you see this indoor forest. The ceiling is definitely still a ceiling. You're inside. But there's humidity in here. There's plants. You look down, there's a little sunflower. It's beautiful. You reach down just to touch one of the petals. The sunflower turns towards you. It gets up. It pulls its roots out of the ground. And it starts walking away. 
Oh, that's that's neat. Did everyone see that? <laughs> Did everybody? Everybody? Okay. It's a very lively place. Is that normal? I mean, it must be related to me. I mean, I'm made of wood, right? Well, sure, but I mean, not every cup of jello moves like I do. Walk a little bit further through. You hear the caw of a bird above. And you look up and there's a bird, but it's got too many wings. Four, six of them. You look over to your left and there's like a cage, a pen area. And there's a cow over there. You hear like a little soft moo. This must be that manure smell. But you see the cow. It's got a bunch of eyes on its forehead. Are these the monsters you were mentioning? Yes. These must be the experiments. Oh, you're just so cute, aren't you, little cow? You have so many more eyes for me to gaze into. The cow looks used to being handled and walks over to the edge of its pen, assumes you've brought treats. <laughs> uh, I, I try to find something to feed the cow. You look down at the grass and try and pull up a little bit to hand to it. Mm -hmm. The grass all flattens itself to the ground. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to scoop up some grass. You scoop up some very flat, limp grass. As you pull it from the ground, you can hear it. Screaming? Yelling? No. <laughs> um, can I oh, hear no. the screaming, like, more piercing because of my wolf ears? Oh, no. Absolutely. You can oh, hear, no. in detail, the grass curses that are being laid upon Kimmy. I'm like, can oh, you no. please stop? Please, oh, no. this is horrifying. <laughs> oh shit! I try to, I try to put the grass back. You set it down, and it's like, oh, brushes itself off and stands back up and plants its little roots. I'm gonna look under my feet. How's the grass under our feet feeling? Are we just well, like stomping it out? You look down, and they're bent a little bit, but you can see them pushing up against you. <laughs> Try and hop on look, a chair or something. I look down and I apologize and I'm like, I'm sorry, we can't fly. <laughs> there is a little path in the middle of this forest that is mostly barren of grass. So you can be sure that you're not causing too many screams as you're walking to the back area. That's good. P. Jared is continuing like, almost in a daze. He's walking towards the back. He reaches out and he touches a little clipboard that was left on a desk. That's... that must be his. What's on the clipboard? Anything? You look on the clipboard and it looks like um, scribbled notes. There's a chart. It's not written in any sort of language that you know, though. Just symbols, little marks. But it looks like something has been keeping track of the research they've been doing in here. I mean, okay, so it's not any language that I'm familiar with, but does it look like it's a written language? 
It does look like some sort of written language, but maybe not one that is comparable to any human one. Okay. Uh, anybody recognize this? You all take a look. Lily, you're pretty good at languages like this. You've been working with Hasno and seen a bunch of strange languages. You've never really seen anything like this. There's pictures, it's almost like a hieroglyph, but there's also some sort of symbols. Looks like scratches for numbers. I don't actually recognize this one. Think you could work out a rough translation? Could I? You could give it a shot. Give me a flight roll for this one. 25. So it's a little weird and you're not quite sure what's going on, but it looks like this research has been making connections between animals, plants. Um, there's a lot of mentions of like DNA and you recognize this because there's four symbols in DNA, those four symbols repeated, twisting in a little piece of notes over here. Um, you could tell that this person is doing some sort of genetic modification research. I would communicate that as my like rough draft of like we know the area of what they're talking about. That's a really good rough draft. <laughs> <laughs> Lily curtsies with an imaginary skirt. Peter, are you? Is this ringing any bells for you? I don't know, but. That must be me. I'm some sort of hybrid. You think that this is like your information? No, no. This is whatever they're researching here in this pen. And he looks over and it's a, a little chicken with six wings. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I bet you fly so good. Chicken flaps all six of its little wings at you. None of them look functional. I think this sort of research, this com combining of things, that must be how I got here. I mean, I'm part monster, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm all monster, but I'm part wood, too. Huh. Well, if, if you were here, there's probably a record of you somewhere. It would be in, in the office, in the back here through the yeah, all right let's keep going then all right you make it to this office door and you can hear the like click clack typing on the inside P. jared hesitates he like reaches up to the door but he's like I, I don't think we were allowed in here well that was you know that was a while ago and we're all here now you're coming with me of course Jared turns around and opens the door and suddenly all of you are uh, blasted by this like stream of thoughts um, you could hear sort of like an annoyance a frustration at 
being interrupted. You can hear the thoughts processing the research. Um, like there's a string of um, data analysis going on on like a higher level on these thoughts. But underneath them, there is like rage and annoyance that is directed at you. Uh, excuse us. You see somebody straighten up at the desk and turn around towards you. They're impossibly thin and eight, nine feet tall, wearing a long lab coat that covers most of their clothing from the back. And as they turn around, you see a striking figure. They're covered in like blue-green scales, but not really like a mermaid, like Wade is. They're more like a lizard creature. You can see they don't have ears, just like holes in the sides of their head. Do they have gecko fingers? They do have little round fingertips. You can Ooh. see at the end of their long skinny fingers. Uh, I'm gonna look to P. Jared and see how he's doing. P. Jared is like wide-eyed with shock, but as this figure turns around, you feel that like blast of rage and annoyance turns into a sudden curiosity and a wonder and amazement at seeing P. Jared. This creature's eyes look to each of you and you can feel as it looks into your eyes a little communication. Hello, welcome to my research laboratory. And then it um, locks its eyes onto P. Jared and it sort of kneels down to P. Jared's height and its long spindly arms reach out and almost touch P. Jared, but they clearly are not trying to pressure him or anything. And he like pulls back a little bit. You okay? Yeah, I just... <clears throat> They're asking me why I came here. Why did you come here? P. Jared sort of looks up at it and is like, Is this where I'm from? Did you make me here? You all feel the wave of thoughts that the creature is thinking. Um... You see it look at itself, an image of itself in its head, Zork. And then you see it look at P. Jared, and uh, there's an image of a barcode, a number, and that's clearly supposed to be P. Jared. You see uh, the beginning of the research, a sample taken from a tree, another sample taken from a monster, a flailing creature with like big bat wings, um, and you can see both of these samples getting injected into a test tube and put into a centrifuge and spun around. And then hours of laborious time and effort and energy poured into growing these cells into something. You can see pulling P. Jared out of a vat. How is he doing? Because I imagine he's seeing all this too. He is, and he is just looking up into the alien creature's eyes, and he just sits down on his little wood butt cheeks. You hear a little clink. <laughs> and he's like, wow. So I was one of the earlier experiments. Uh, can I, like, slurp underneath him and make a little <clears throat> lazy boy? seat for him 
Yeah, you look like one of those little blow-up chairs. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I'll just prop up underneath them and be like, Hey, is this... Is this good? Did you, did you want to know this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have to. You both look back at Zorg, and Zorg is still thinking all of these thoughts about um, the creation of P. Jared, and now it's thinking. I've learned how to make more. You see another version of P. Jared pulled out of a vat, a little taller, maybe a little more muscular. You see another version of P. Jared pulled out of a vat, even taller, looks more like the alien, long and elegant in the limbs. You see another version of P. Jared pulled out of a vat, this time strong and burly. You see another version, this one with a head three times the size of the other. You see another version, this one looks weird. Uh, it's got legs that are too long and arms that are too short. Um, but clearly this alien has been like developing the, um, the formula for making a little P. Jared test tube. Hey, they're like your family. Where, where are they? You hear another wave from the monster, from this alien, and it shows you that many of them have left. Some of them have a little backpack, some of them ran away, some of them are still here, working in the facility. And then you see another breakthrough in the research. You see this alien touching the tips of their little fingers to a form of P. Jared. You see it changing, shifting. You see the shape of P. Jared turn smaller, taller, bigger, longer. Suddenly it's almost an exact reflection of this alien, but made out of wood. Instead of scales, it's got bark along the sides, but it's in almost the exact same proportions as the creature in front of you. You see that this one lives with it. It's his assistant, son. You see it also think, um, you see time passing in its mind's eye. It thinks of the first ones, the ones that look like P. Jared. And many of them are no longer with us. You see one laid out underneath a tree inside of this place. You see another, his joints creaking as he tries to stand up. And then you see this alien come to them, touch them with his little finger pads and change them. He fixes the creaky joints on the one, the one laid under the tree. He's touched and he suddenly stands back up. Oh, I don't think your uh, mic is working. I'm just okay. still trying to work out what I want to say. Oh, sorry. I saw the No, I'm getting mind fucked over here. <laughs> it's weird stuff. You see PJ turn up towards the alien and say, Can you do that to me? Edit the, the way I look. Fix me to be better. Hey, there's nothing wrong with you. 
Well, yeah, but you know that hip that gets a little creaky and, you know, what if you could tie me up for more than 20 minutes? Then I'd have that much more fun. What if I was stronger, Kimmy? What if I was taller? That's still want to be your partner. Yeah? Yeah. P. Jared stands up and, like, puts a hand on the side of your chair cube. Okay, Kimmy. You know this is what I've always wanted. I'm going to be an actor. And I'm finally going to be the tree to to fill up the costume. I support you. PJ looks around. Um, okay. This is the last time that I see you in this form, everyone. Um, <clears throat> I just hope this works out okay. And if not, please tell my dad uh, anything else. Don't tell him I, cho- I chose this. <laughs> the alien moves towards P. Jared and sort of slowly making sure but as P. Jared like approaches for it, he touches him with the tips of his little round fingers. You see them suction onto the wood of P. Jared. You feel a, a weird noise almost like a bone grating and P. Jared's head rolls back. You could see his eyes closing and suddenly his body shifts and changes. He's six foot tall. His little sinews and and vines and twigs turn into like thick muscular trunks. Um, P. Jared's ripped. (laughs) He's wood ripped. Whoa! (laughs) Chiseled. Yeah. He stands up, um, six feet tall, uh, fully glowed up, and he does a little magical girl spin, and he's wearing a perfectly tailored little wood costume, fig leaves, right where they need to be. You all look P. Jared up and down. Damn, that's the hottest tree you've ever seen. That's my man. P. Jared is like, wow, I I didn't... I didn't think it would change me so much. Baby, you look great. He like moves his arms and does a little squat. Yeah, I, I feel great too. And the hip? The hip? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm wow. My fantasy here, y'all. Wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we can take on Carnilla. Hell yeah, that's the, that is the upgrade we needed. Yeah, now I'm confident, P. Jared. I'm gonna <laughs> nail every line and I'm gonna punch this demon. Hell yeah. You see, um, P. Jared is thinking about Carnilla and your goals and what you're doing. And suddenly you all hear from Zork's mind at you. Uh, Zork knows Carnilla. You hear Zork think about the door. You see a big steel door in their mind with a weirdly shaped lock that looks kind of familiar. Evelyn, you recognize it pretty immediately. 
and you pull the, the sulfur-smelling key out of your pocket. Do I? Sh- I want to show it to the alien. Be like, do you recognize this? Zorg looks at you, and he points at it. And then he points down below the facility. And you can see in his mind's eye, there's a summoning room underneath this place. Wow. Okay. Willie wants to show them the ritual list and see if they have the things that are listed. You pull out the spell to show Zorg, and Zorg's eyeballs increase in size about three times, and you can see them thinking, not again. The last time this spell was cast here, uh, I never got the place clean again. If he says that out loud, I'll be like, oh, we'll clean up, don't worry. We'll do such a good job. Sorg's brain is like, I don't believe you. <laughs> but um, you see Zorg look at you and then look over at P. Jared. And they think fondly, my first creation. My uh, lovely little plant boy. <laughs> and Zorg grabs a bucket and a mop and starts to walk you all towards the basement door. You follow, and as Zorg is walking, there's like a trail behind them of just thoughts about this room. You can see the ritual last time. There's a figure in a cloak that has moved into the room, drawing the little chalk lines. It looks like they're doing this exact same ritual. So the little figure of Carnella right in the middle is being drawn. You're not sure who the figure is, but there's like long gray black hair coming out of the cloak. Hello. Zorg thinks a little bit more about this figure and the summoning spell that they created. Um, And Zorg, as you're walking, uh, steps into a little storeroom and grabs a little bag of demon's teeth, carefully labeled. And they grab a little bag of chalk and all the supplies that you're going to need to cast this spell. And they walk you down into the basement And as soon as you get to the door, he looks over at you, Evelyn, and just points. Just points at the door? Um, So I go up to the door and, like, touch it and, like, sniff it. Do I smell anything? It smells like sulfur and brimstone, just like that key that you got. Okay. Um... Wait a minute, is this the door with the lock, or this is the door to the basement? This is the door with the lock. We're already in the basement. Sorry, y'all. Oh, oh okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I have the key in my hand, and I look over my shoulder at everyone, and I'm like, should I try to open it? <laughs> yes. Everyone yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's. Uh, you know what? We're confident again. Let's do it. PJ is like, yeah, we're going to nail this. Open the door. We're ready. <laughs> okay, I take the key and I put it into the lock and I try to turn it. Okay. 
it um, sticks a little bit, but then you, you wiggle the key a little, and those little sharp blades on the key ring move right into place. And you swing the door open, and you see the spell. It's been cast. Looks like this room hasn't been cleaned. There's like bits of imp viscera on one wall. There's like a, a knocked over table on the other side. And you can hear Zorg's annoyance that he lost the key and hasn't been able to get into this room and it's such a mess. Um, but then Zorg looks in the middle of the room. The portal, it's already open. Is it not supposed to be open? You feel from Zorg like a wave of panic. And then they look around and there's nothing else really out of place. Um, but you can see through the portal, the hell plane. This goes directly to maybe the third or the fourth level of hell. You see blistering winds, and like a Martian landscape, dark red. Shit. Whoa. Is he worried that it was just open in general or that something came through it? Um, it seemed like he was worried that something would come through it, but it doesn't look like there's anything that did come through. I mean, the door's been shut, right? Like, even if it came through... It's been shut. It's a small room. But you can see that the, the portal is not a summoning one. This one is for transversing. You have two options in this moment. You could choose to hop into this portal, head to hell, wherever that was opened up, and see what was happening in there. The hooded figure, the mysterious one that Zorg let in here to do the first ritual, this is where they headed. Or you could wipe it down and call Carnilla. I want to go in the portal, you guys. <laughs> Lily is fucking Hell down. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you're already dead. Right? So you have nothing to lose. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> Let's fuck it up. Let's fuck hell up. PJ is like, yeah, we can do this. All right, decision made. I'm gonna go first. And before any of you could do anything, PJ is sprinting towards it. Oh Ready shit! Right in. Uh, I try to be second. Okay, you grab PJ's hand, and the two of you leap through. We'll get to what you see in just a second. Oh god. <laughs> gonna run in following yeah let's do it okay y'all grab your partner's hands and you head in through the hell portal and you drop in and immediately you are just blasted by hot air and your eyeballs dry out and you see at the end of a long walkway a castle and you all recognize this castle it's in every textbook this is the castle on the fourth level of hell. Carnilla's castle. Okay, and as we fade away to the end of this episode, you all hear in the little chest pearl in your heart, Carnilla's voice. And she says, you're here and you're mine. Yes, mommy. She's gonna regret <laughs> that. 
All right, y'all. And that is episode 24, which means uh, next episode is going to be our last one. So it's going to be a really good one. Make sure you come by and check it out. Hopefully we'll all be in some fun costumes. We'll finish this shit off in hell and uh, we'll say goodbye to our favorite little monsters. So it's going to be bittersweet. Come by and hang out. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming by tonight. We are uh, live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash Judge. And if you miss that, you can catch us on Thursdays with a replay over at twitch.tv slash Suede Collective. Does anyone want to talk about Suede? Yeah, I got it. Suede is a... Uh... It's, it's a mutual aid org, uh, 501c3 charity status that a lot of us uh, volunteer for. It was formed by sex workers for sex workers, and it uh, pumps out mutual aid into the communities through forms of micro grants, uh, harm reduction supplies, uh, uh, safer uh, sex supplies. It's it's pretty great. Yeah. All right, so check out Suede at suedecollective.org and drop a little donation. All right, let's go the other direction. These have been your sexy little monster players. Dominique. I'm Dominique Delirium, and I played Evelyn Lycandra, and you can find me on most platforms as Dom underscore Delirium. Hey, I'm Ricky XXX Rails, and I was Chasworth. You can Google me and find me on various platforms as well. Hey, I'm Girlbot Div. I was Bender. Uh, you can Google me, and my name is my.com. I'm Cassie Cummings. I played Kimmy Puddin Pop, everyone's favorite gelatinous cube. Uh, you can Google me or uh, follow me on Blue Sky. I'm on Blue Sky now. I'm Violet October, and I've been playing Lily the Succubus, and you can find me most places as Violet October or Violet October X. Awesome. And I'm Jane Judge, your nerd in charge tonight. So we'll see you again next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash Jane Judge. Monsters out. <laughs>